Welcome to episode 465 of the RV Podcast. How are you all out there? I'm Mike Wenland. This is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. Hello, my dear. Hello, Mr. Mike. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How could I not be doing fantastic on a beautiful day like this? Well, I've kept you pretty busy for the last um, two weeks. We have been... uh, it's, it, we always are saying it's a whirlwind, but it has been a whirlwind. But it was fun. We uh, just spent a week plus, a little bit of extra time, at a rally for um, owners of the uh, Montana brand of, of fifth wheels, like ours, our new one. We uh, just got ours in July, and we thought, well, let's go to a, let's go to a, uh, a rally and see uh, what other Montana owners have done with theirs and just kind of learn and uh, oh my goodness they kept us busy we had a great time it it was a lot of fun and uh learned things that i've not been exposed to at other rallies we were it was fun it was we'll have a whole video on it and we've been talking for a couple weeks now why you should make uh, an rv rally in your uh, plans for your travels over the next year or so so uh, i think you'll get a kick out of some of the stuff we saw and learned and we just came back from a family uh, camping trip uh, at uh, the uh, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park at Barton Lake, Indiana, and what a what a fun time that was—a fall intergenerational uh, family camping trip. We went with our son Jeff, our daughter-in-law Amy, and our granddaughter Jovi, who's eight, and our grandson Jax, who's six. And I gotta say kept Bram and Grandpa going. <laughs> <laughs> they did, and uh, it was great. It was great to have the extra room in the fifth wheel because we got the grandkids to stay with us, and and that was fun. We do so much camping and uh, RVing, but often it's it's in line of work. We're there chasing a story, doing a video, and this was kind of a fun time. We did work. We took video and, and all that, and we did a ask us anything from there, but we had a, had a great time with family, and that's what it's all about. And the extended family of Yogi Bear, Cindy Bear, <laughs> and Boo Boo Bear. Yes, we met them all. <laughs> Had our picture taken with we, them. We we uh, we have photos to prove it, and uh, we are uh, we are we are like that with the bears, <laughs> I tell you. But a great place, and if you're looking for a fun family place, the Barton Lake Jellystone uh, Park is, is in Indiana, North uh, Central Indiana, is, is just fabulous. And you know, I think I should tell people if you're going to take the grandkids there. Or, family, different families all get together. Make your reservations early. I mean, they've got a big water park and a little lake and there's all kinds of things to do and that park fills up. So many things to do. So book early. Uh, Yep, and they're having uh, lots of stuff uh, between now and Halloween. Every weekend's a big Halloween trick-or-treat thing and uh, that's true of a lot of parks around the country. Um, It's a great time to go family camping in the fall. Hey, we want to remind you that you can watch a video version of the podcast on our RV Lifestyle YouTube channel. And uh, we invite you to please uh, subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. We release videos every week. And if you prefer an audio-only version of the podcast, you can listen to us on all of uh, the, the top uh, podcast apps out there. You know, Apple's podcast app, the one from Google, Stitcher, uh, all of them. There's a whole bunch of them out there. So, And also you can listen and watch right from rvlifestyle.com. That is our 
travel blog, rvlifestyle.com. New content every day. We urge you to go and check that. So this was the week that we resumed our regular Sunday night Ask Us Anything live stream. We took the summer off because, well, for one thing, when that goes on at 7 p.m. most uh, Sundays in the summer, everybody's doing stuff. Yeah, you guys are out there having fun making your own memories. They yeah. can't stop to listen to us. So now that it's getting dark a little bit earlier, we have gone back to the fall schedule, and we, were, we really miss doing that. It's a lot of fun. In fact, to kind of... Uh, kick off Ask Us Anything's return, uh, the new season of Ask Us Anything. We're going to share some excerpts of a couple of questions that we answered uh, on Ask Us Anything this past Sunday. We're going to share that here in the podcast because those are two questions that we get all the time. Uh, and uh, uh, question one is, what's the best, most affordable way to start the RV lifestyle? Um, there is a difference, isn't there? Yes, between cheap and inexpensive. And we get asked that question so often yep. that we thought, In fact, let's you, uh, tell everybody what we said. So there's cheap, which we never recommend. Mm -mm. There's inexpensive and there's affordable. And we're going to try and talk about how you find that mix in it. And I think it's a, it's a, handy, uh, it's a handy answer for a lot of folks. Um, and we'll give a chance to uh, uh, look at some of our Ask Us Anything and invite you every Sunday night at 7 o'clock. We simulcast it on YouTube, on Facebook, on X, which is the <laughs> former Twitter, uh, and even on LinkedIn. So check it up. That's coming up in just a bit. We'll get to that. But there is some RV news that we need to talk about, particularly one really sad story that happened uh, over the weekend. Yeah, you know, with the cold weather starting up, people are turning on their heaters in their RVs. And uh, there was a very sad story that came out over the weekend about the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning. You know, we kind of forget about that. And that gas, you can't smell it. And uh, it kills people. And we just don't think about it. And what happened this weekend is um, uh, a mom of two, mom and, and two of her kids, and the mom, by the way, was pregnant. Um, they were at a motocross event in Kansas in their camper. And um, obviously they had turned on probably the heat. It had got starting to get cold in the, in the evenings and in the mornings. And uh, they were overcome with uh, carbon monoxide and all three were found dead in their camper. Police are still investigating this incident and it's just, it's just so sad. But it, it also serves as a wake-up call, particularly if you um, don't have a, even if you have a new one, you want to check it. But check your your heater and your your propane, uh, all those connections. That needs to be checked at least once a year. And how about that monitor? Yeah, uh, the monitor that you have for it. You want to make sure that that is connected and working. Um, just check your user manual because every RV is a little bit different. Um, you want to check your propane regulator. There's all sorts of things that uh, can cause issues. And, you know, please uh, be safe. There are always a rash of these uh, carbon monoxide incidents uh, in the spring when people get out there and it's still cold and when, in the fall when they start using the heaters again. So our heart's out to that family, but uh, uh, let that be a wake-up call for, uh, for the rest of us as well. Well, this was the big uh, week of uh, RV show season starting again, and there will be RV shows now pretty much through Thanksgiving around the country. The big one was America's largest RV show, which is always held in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and that ended Sunday. And 
word is that the attendance was down from last year and uh, business according to one dealer was also down not uh, what yeah, it was the year before one of the big dealers said that it was down 20% his actual sales uh, you know nobody's uh, sounding the panic alarm yet but uh, when you talk to, you know because if you talk to somebody in an RV dealership or an RV man oh business is wonderful well folks the economy is not so wonderful and with Interest rates, I just checked this morning, with interest rates ranging from 5.24%, and that's for somebody with excellent credit, uh, all the way up to 9.74%. I mean, in, this is taking a huge, having a huge effect on RV sales, and they saw it uh, from 54 uh, to uh, 9.74. Um, that was a deal killer, I think, for a lot of people who would love to, to get a new RV, but... Uh, since most people finance them, that's pretty tough, right? Yeah, but it, but also word was that everybody was excited and enthusiastic about everything they were seeing, and it is kind of a carnival atmosphere when you go to an RV show. People are excited to be there. They want to see what's new and shiny and glamorous. Yep, it, it is, and, and the people are enthusiastic. Everybody loves RVs. Uh, so down a little bit, you know, nobody's, I say, sounding a panic alarm, but uh, the reality of the economy and interest rates to definitely taking their toll. Uh, the next big event is uh, this coming week, and that is in the RV capital of the world, Elkhart, Indiana, and its environs, and that is the uh, big annual dealer open house. Now, that's not open to the public. Mm -mm. I think they should, though. I think they should do a couple of days of a public show on the weekend and then the rest earlier for the dealers. But anyway, be that as it may, they don't. But the dealers make all their orders uh, at that show. And uh, all the new wares and all the new models and uh, a lot of the innovation is showcased. It's a big party. And, of course, we're going <laughs> to that one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to that one. Uh, and uh, it is fun because it isn't massive crowds. There's room to look around and see everything. And uh, it is definitely a happening. Everybody's putting their best foot forward, showing their latest technology, and it is the place to be. So we, we hope to do, uh, actually, we hope to do the podcast from the uh, dealer open house. And, and uh, if we get there early enough, maybe we can even do uh, Ask Us Anything next Sunday night. Now, speaking of next Sunday night, we're pretty excited because that is the release date for our latest RV travel guide. We have a library of, I think, 18 books out there right now for all sorts of different regions of the country and national parks. And our brand new one, the latest one, will be released Sunday, available for instant download. These are all ebooks, and we do ebooks because when you write a, 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 a book, it is out of date before it shows up in the bookstores or on Amazon. The printed books just are out of date. It takes so long. So we do ebooks. You can click on links right in the book to get even more information, to download maps, all that stuff. And um, our books are only seven bucks. So you can get these travel guides. It's a seven stop guide. So you could take a couple of weeks doing it, a month doing it. You could do a couple of stops one year, a couple of the next. But anyway, we should tell them where this one is. It's going to be coastal Maine. I kind of think of it, this book, The Seven Stops, like a skeletal system. You know, it's out there and it tells you what's there. And then you you want to do it briefly. You want to take a long time. You want to add to. 
but it's a good start. So we give you maps, we give you routes, we give you where to stay, places to stay, and where to eat. And in coastal Maine, there's just one oh, thing lobster. you want to eat. Lobster. <laughs> lobster rolls. Whole lobster. Um, uh, oysters. All the good stuff. Uh, clams. All that good stuff. You can find... Uh, anyway, check out the book. We hope to release it uh, next week and it will be available. Just it's uh, being finished right now. Uh, last editing steps and checking all the links. and We can't wait to release it. So that's, uh, that's next weekend. And one more big announcement. Oh, I think this is so much fun. Saturday on the 23rd of September, it's uh, free admission into the parks and the national parks. And I think what's really as exciting is that you can help out. They're going to put you to work. You can pull out invasive species, weeds, and all kinds of things you can do. So you can get in free at all the national parks. It's actually, the Saturday's call is, uh, and it's been around for like 30 yeah, years. Yeah, 30 years. Uh, national Public Lands Day. And uh, it's a place the government shows off, uh, you know, the NPS shows off these beautiful uh, resources of our national parks. But it's evolved lately, as Jen says, into kind of a place for uh, people who love the national parks to go and volunteer their time. And I know here in Michigan, uh, where we uh, are right now, um, up at the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. Now, that's not, that's part of the national park system, the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. Uh, volunteers are going to help with maintain the trails. Mm -hmm. um, out in Arizona at Sabino Canyon, uh, they're pulling invasive weeds. And uh, there are volunteer uh, opportunities at many of the national parks. Just call them, and they will be glad to invite you to come uh, get your hands dirty and <laughs> enjoy that national park. I think people who really love and appreciate their national parks will be excited by this. Yep. All right, when we come back, we are going to uh, answer a couple of questions about uh, getting into the RV lifestyle, how to do it in an affordable way, and the difference between cheap and affordable. So stay with us. That's coming up. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have, and they'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for our main topic of the week. And as we said at the top, we're going to take our topic from a couple of questions that we had that came to us in uh, our Sunday night live stream, Ask Us Anything. Uh, again, as we said, that's simulcast on our RV Lifestyle YouTube channel, on our Facebook RV Lifestyle group, our Facebook RV Lifestyle page, on LinkedIn, where we have another page there, and also even on X, Twitter X. It used to be Twitter, now it's just X. So you can catch us on X. Um, and uh, it's simulcast every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time from wherever we happen to be on the road. And uh, we kind of resumed the, uh, the new season, started uh, last Sunday night, 
and we had this question that came up. Oops. The wind is blowing here. <laughs> we had this question that came up, uh, and it's one that we seem to get uh, regularly from newcomers. And they want to know whether cheap, you know, what's the best way, best bargain price? Yeah, how do I get a, a cheap RV? And mm -hmm. we are going to some depth with that answer and talk about the difference between cheap and affordable or inexpensive. And then uh, for those who are, are hoping to get into the RV lifestyle, uh, how do you get into it without spending uh, a fortune as many of the new ones cost? So we're going to share some of our experience and answers. I should say right before we go to this that we love getting your questions and we love to share our personal email address with you, our audience. It's Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Send us your comments or your questions and uh, we, love to, uh, we love to get those. So uh, right now, let's talk about getting into the RV lifestyle and having it not cost an arm and a leg. Maybe just an arm and, and, an, and an ankle or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is from Ask Us Anything this past Sunday night. Debbie Alt. We are returning to RVing after many years away. We're in the market now. I know you have had a Class B, an Arcadia, LTV, fifth wheels. How did you make a choice? We are in our 70s, hoping to both drive. Are you comfortable driving a truck pulling a fifth wheel? or an Arcadia, yeah. or a travel trailer. Uh, I told Mike I would drive a Class B, because mm -hmm. he wanted an A, and I said, no way I'm driving an A, but if you get a B, I'm comfortable. We so had, then we pushed it a little to a C. We had uh, Class Bs for the first six, seven years oh, that yeah. we were RVing, we had a lot and we of loved them, but I really got sick of the lack of room. And okay. particularly when we were working, and particularly as Bo grew from being a puppy to a 65-pound Norwegian Elkhorn. Our first Class B that we had, I keep thinking about that it all best, the time. That was the best, That was the best. Our first used one that road we track. Had, a, a used road track. A 2006 and why, road to track. me, it was the best. There were two twin beds. And then, oh, I wanted a sofa because, you know, you want whatever you don't have. So we got the sofa. And I never want that sofa again because to get up, you I call it the scooch. You're pushing with your wrists. You're on scooching inchworming off that bed. In reverse. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, forward, you know, your head's forward, there yeah. and your feet are there and you got a scooch. And uh, We call it the Jennifer scooch. Yeah, the scooch. Yeah. And making the bed and scooching off it. That's a bad getting back in. But uh, that scooch, too hard on your wrists as, uh, as you age. Yeah. You want a bed that's easy to make. So that that would be that's what you would probably have to do as well in your class B, unless you can find a class B with two single beds. And there's a lot of them out there. The Travato has one. There are a lot on the Dodge Ram chassis that have one. Coachman makes some that have the twin beds. So you can you can find plenty of them. Um, but you know, it's, uh, the room is a factor. Uh, then you come up to a class C, which. You, often is bigger and may have a slide out, which is really nice, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that would help. And then uh, the fifth wheels, which are really big, really comfy, but you're towing them and backing up. And when you add a truck to them, and, and this is 35 Whoa. feet, Whoa, our, quiet. Our, our Katie, I guess I should show everybody that. It's right there. Okay, so there's the arcade, or there's our, yeah. that's our Montana. Montana high country. And that's my F-250 back over there. 
But when you add those two together, the F two fifty truck. Yeah, you're a, you're the size yeah, pretty much of a semi tractor trailer, and are you comfortable, Debbie, driving that on the, the road? The most important question is, do you need small or do you need larger? Are you comfortable being in a small space? Some people live in those bees and they're just happy as all get out. Other people want other people. We were for five six years. Room. We loved them. Um, so, uh, I would suggest renting something first. And I would, I would say go try. Uh, oh, that's right. Well, you're returning to RV. So you kind of know. I would suggest that you look at a uh, Class C uh, and, and see what you think about that. And if you're going to get a C, you probably want to tow a car, get something that can tow a car. As she asked, how did we make the choice? Um, we kind of just fell into the fifth wheel. We were at the Tampa show a couple of years ago, and uh, – we were just always up all of our reviews that we did at the RV shows were about uh, class B's and class C's. Cause that's what we were in. And we realized we needed our audience was bigger than that. We needed to look at some towables. We need to look at a fifth wheel. So we said, well, let's go look at a fifth wheel. And at that year, the Arcadia was um, RV businesses uh, RV of the year. Yes. So we looked at it and you took me to go look at it. I, well, I went, you, you stayed back. You didn't want to see it. You didn't well, think we wanted to fit this. I was recovering from COVID. I was a little sleepy. So I went and looked at it and I, I just fell in love with this thing. And then you took me. And then all you, all she said was, Holy smokes. Holy smokes. <laughs> I never say Holy smokes. I just look around. The, I thought, this is cute. This is the cutest little thing I've ever seen. And uh, never should have said that. Then we got it. Then we got it. <laughs> and then he uh, got his truck. And we had the uh, we had the the our our current leisure travel van, which is right next door. We have had that, had that on, on order. order. So we didn't and at that time it, it took you know almost two years for an order to come through. So we didn't want to lose that. And that's how we ended up with both the with leisure two. travel van and this. And uh, and then we you know it went on and on. But uh, so they're in their seventies. Uh, you both can drive. My recommendation is think about class C's. If it's just the two of you, start with just class C's. Chris Mounts. Okay. What's a decent, cheaper RV to just start out with? I hate answering a question like that, Chris, because the word cheap is not a good word. What we want is used. If you want inexpensive or the best bargain, then I would tell you shop used. Cheap, it's going to break. It is going to break. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how else to tell you that. Uh, so if you are just starting off, I recommend you do what we did. We bought uh, a six-year-old uh, Class B, a Road Trek Class B. It was 2006 and loved it. As To this day, I think that was my favorite. It, it was my B. favorite. And it didn't have solar, it didn't have lithium, it didn't have any of that stuff, which is all nice. We love all that stuff. But it was, uh, we loved it. It Absolutely handled loved well. It handled I mean, well. You know, it's bulletproof. I mean, it really, we had no issues with it. Mm -mm. Um, so look for something used, lower mileage and uh, in good condition. But cheap is not a good word. You want uh, and you want a brand that has some quality to it. There are a lot of RVs out there that are that are cheap and inexpensive. There are few that are in good quality that are inexpensive. The, you know, it's just the way things go. But if you buy used, you know, have fun with it for a couple of years, then trade that in and then you can trade on up. Um, Somebody explained it to me as they put a price like 70000 and then they have to cut corners where they can to keep to that price rather than going more for quality. 
and now, paying more. I will say when we bought the this the six-year-old Class B that we bought in 2012, it was the 2006 model, cost $65,000. So I don't know if that's what you'd call cheap, but it is inexpensive compared to what RVs cost today. Uh, so I don't know what, you know, buying a six-year-old RV is going to cost today. I would expect a little more than that, more in that 70,000 range. Um, I would not buy much older than six, seven, eight years because sometimes it's harder to find parts. Um, I'd want to check out that company and make sure that they have manuals available and that parts are available if you need them. But uh, the most inexpensive way to start off is with a pop-up camper. That is hands down the most, and, and they're great. We had one of those too when we were first married with our kids. Those and are affordable, easy to tow, and surprisingly full-featured. And how they're making them cheaper is you don't get two air conditioners. You, maybe you only get one, or I don't know if they'd have any with none, but they take away things. You don't have lithium batteries. You don't have solar. I mean, they just cut back wherever they can, just little things that you would like. But a pop-up camper can get you anywhere you need to be and are, as I said, surprisingly comfortable and, and fun. Grandada Gallegos. What is the best internet that you may suggest? Ask me that in two weeks, okay? Because uh, I've I got burned on one internet provider like a lot of other RV content creators uh, uh, earlier this year. And so I'm really being careful about what I recommend. But I can tell you that we put in a new system last week, and I'm very impressed with this company. They, they actually came by, helped design this thing. They know our needs to do videos like this, live streaming, and um, it's been up for a little over a week now, and I have been very impressed with it. But I, I'm not going to do a video on it or talk about it until we've had a, a little more opportunity to put it to the test. I've been in two different locations. It's been amazing. Um, and the system I have ranges in price from about from about six hundred bucks up to six thousand bucks. So it depends on how much how serious you are about getting good internet. Um, six hundred bucks will get you good inter internet if you're not you know uh, having to use it like we do for massive uploads of videos. Um, the system we have is pretty close to the top end of that. It's an amazing system, and I hope to do a full review of its installation. I want to show you how awesome this thing is. But before I even talk about it, I'm not going to say anything until I've tested it out a little bit longer. Does that make sense? I hope. But, um, you know, it, just in general, if you got to decide something quick, um, I can tell you that if you want something that's reliable, the most I would get a dedicated router. And uh, I can... Uh, I'll have a lot more to suggest after after a couple more weeks of testing this. So hopefully you can stand by until I give you our, our verdict. Bill Sprague. Truck campers are a nice middle ground between vans and uh, class C's. C's. Yeah, they are. They're a little more work. They're a little more tricky. You got to get them off the van and lift them up. But uh, um, no more work than really a, a, a fifth wheel, I guess, or a, a towable on hooking that. Yeah. But, um, 
but you know, I thought he's been attracted to those Chuck fans. Oh my gosh, I I you could have talked me into a Chuck van at uh, at Tampa last year. I really like those. Yeah, is it Arctic Fox or whatever the one that's down to zero? You could camp four seasons, and it was big, but I needed a three fifty truck again. See, I keep working on that, and uh, and a big full bed, but that would be. But yeah, I do like truck campers. I've never, we've never spent any time in them, but uh, they're pretty nice. They're small, they're small, but but pretty cool. All right, that's from our Ask Us Anything Sunday night live stream that we do every Sunday night at seven o'clock, and uh, you can ask us questions live, and uh, we will answer them. Uh, we uh, we put your questions up on the screen as you saw, and we love uh, love getting. And again, it's simulcast on all the social media, but uh, YouTube. And Facebook are probably the main ones where everybody comes from. And uh, make, put it on your calendar. Join us uh, Sunday night at 7 o'clock. And uh, we'll answer your questions as well. And I know one question some of you are thinking is, where is Bo? Because whenever we do this, Bo is always by us, barking or close to us. And I want, do not fear. Bo is right by us. He's uh, keeping us safe. He's just a couple feet from us. As soon as we sit down and talk, Bo joins us. He so does. Bo is here. It's it's really weird with Bo because he hears us talking to the camera and for a while it used to really kind of freak him <laughs> up. Who are they talking to? <laughs> but now he just kind of knows and that's his cue and he will come. Sometimes he's underneath the table and as you see the, today he's just uh, right next to the right picnic next table. To the table. Um, so anyway that's uh, the program for this week. Again we love to get your questions. Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com We'll be back next week with more. And um, thank you guys so much for watching. Happy trails.